You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, the law breaks the stranglehold of pride. It is a strange thing, I think, if you were to look in here and see that we gather here week after week and sometimes on Wednesdays to hear about the death of a man that happened almost 2,000 years ago. Why? What's the big deal? What's going on with the death of Jesus on the cross? Before the gospel makes any sense, we must hear the preaching of God's law. Now, I, I have, myself have never undergone a military inspection. Perhaps we'll have to ask Pastor Flammy about this. When the drill sergeant would come into the room with white gloves and test to see if there's any dust on the end of your shoelaces or something like this. But I do have a mom. And I remember one time, in fact, this wasn't one time, it was probably... Uh, five or six years in a row every day, that my mom would say, uh, clean your room, and I would say, it's clean. <laughs> and she would say, you and I are looking at different rooms. I would look around, and I'd say, look, it's pretty good. The floor's over there, you can see it, sort of. <laughs> and she would say, this thing is a disaster. I remember one time, I thought this was hilarious, by the way, I remember one time my mom and I were standing in the, uh, in my, in the door next to the room and my mom said, clean up this disastrous room of yours. And so I turned off the lights. (laughs) (laughs) And it looked perfect, like a museum. The law of God turns on the lights. It, it shows us that we are to be judged not by our own standard, but by God's standard. Not by our own decision of what a clean life looks like, but God's. Not by our own uh, 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 standard or uh, a list, but by God's. And that is what the Ten Commandments are. Now you have this, we had it on the handout, we passed it out after church and you got it on the way in, this, this light spiegel, this confessional mirror, which puts before us God's standard, His um, rules, His perfection, His requirements. You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not curse, swear, use satanic arts, lie, or deceived by his name, but call upon him in every trouble. Pray, praise, and give thanks. Remember the Sabbath day 
by keeping it holy. What does this mean to you? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise preaching and His Word, but hold it sacred and gladly hear it and learn it. Honor your father and your mother. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not despise or anger our parents or other authorities, but honor them, serve and obey them, love and cherish them. You shall not murder. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not hurt or harm our neighbor in his body, but help and support him in every physical need. You shall not commit adultery. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we lead a sexually pure, indecent life in what we say and do, and husband and wife love and honor each other. You shall not steal. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not take our neighbor's money or possessions or get them in any false or dishonest way, but help and support him in every physical need. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not tell lies about our neighbor, betray him, slander him, or hurt his reputation, but, dis- but defend him, speak well of him, and explain everything in the kindest way. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not scheme to get our neighbor's inheritance or house or get it in a way which only appears right, but help and be of service to him in keeping it. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. What does this mean? We should fear and love God so that we do not entice or force away our neighbor's wife or workers or animals or turn them against him, but urge them to stay and do their duty. A lawyer asked Jesus and, and said, what, uh, Rabbi, what is the greatest of the commandments? And Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your strength. And the second commandment is like it. You should love your neighbor as yourself. That's God's 
standard. And by it, you and I stand condemned. By his standard, you and I stand guilty. By God's righteous rules, you and I deserve hell itself. Eternal death. Nothing less. Do you see that our, our, our pride has such a, a stranglehold on us that we, that we think that we have managed to eke out a good life for ourselves, that we maybe can be good people. Surely we make mistakes, but, but we're not that bad. This is wrong. And this arrogance also condemns you. If you were to stand before God, you would be consumed by His holiness. If you were to risk a glimpse of His face, you would be destroyed by His presence. If you would be so bold as to try to approach God, you would be done for. And this, dear friends, is why Jesus has us here week after week to talk about a man who died on a cross. Because on the cross, Jesus was taking the punishment that you rightly deserved. In his death, Jesus was carrying the wrath of God for your sin. In his suffering, Jesus was bearing up your guilt, your shame, your offenses. Every, every time that you have broken God's law by what you've done or said or thought, every time that you've failed to keep God's law by neglect, Jesus bears all of it, carries all of it. It is all piled on Him, and He is there suffering for you. Because when Jesus was on the cross, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, for you. That in him we might become the righteousness of God. Behold, says John the Baptist, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's your sin and mine. And this is why the death of a man on a cross 2,000 years ago makes sense. Because that affliction, that cross, that suffering, those nails, the whips, the, the thorns, the mockery, the, the, the spit, the, all of it, all, the whole deal, the, the, the darkness, the, the wrath of God, the smiting of, of heaven, all of that is what you deserve. But you do not get it. It goes instead to your Jesus. And this is our joy. God should, should wipe us out. But Jesus has been wiped out instead.
And when God shows up to talk, we would expect that what would come out of his mouth would be curses. But look, you've come here tonight to hear what God says. And he says something like this. Your sins are forgiven. (laughs) Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Drink this, my blood, for the forgiveness of all of your sins. For Jesus, your Jesus, did not come to condemn the world, but to save it, to save you. And he has done it. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, Guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings, there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.